it's Janice. The following episode contains some sensitive subjects and topics, so please take care when listening. Okay, we should be good now. Uh, I'm proud of you. I would just be like, I give up. I did that. All by myself. <laughs> I'm so impressed. Let it be known that if this is the worst of the podcast, it's because <laughs> did not set it up. That's okay. I'm, I just had this like funny moment where I'm like, imagine I never say his name and I just bleep it out every time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that would be really funny to that me. That would be funny. That sounds so good. Wow. Sorry, I just had the biggest bite of chocolate. It's gone now. I'm really glad you did though. Um, okay. Well, first of, first of all, we have to catch up mm-hmm. on things. <laughs> I feel like we, we liked it a little catch up. Yeah. That's a mini catch-up. Oh, mini catch-up. Just kind of get on the same page, mm-hmm. move forward. Imagine if we just started like recording these the second you walk in the door and like people hear what we really talk about that's first. The, that's the good stuff. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, you're not going to believe. I know. I have to save some stories for this. Yes. I feel like I don't have any like good story. I've told you all my stories. You have really, really good stories. Oh my gosh, I have an amazing story. Oh, tell me. Oh my gosh. Wait, maybe I've told you and I'm going to be really disappointed. Did I tell you that I got pulled over by the cops? No, I love this. Tell oh, me more. <laughs> my gosh. Okay. First of all, like super, if you do like Enneagram or personality tests, like I'm the rule follower person. Like, you are. There are rules for a reason. I like following them. I have a little bit of a fear of authority. <laughs> it's been a really fun part of my journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I do not, I don't pay things late. Mm-hmm. I don't try to get around. I mean, everyone like fudges stuff a little bit. Yeah. I'm not perfect, but like yeah. I really try not to get around things. I try to do things by the rules. Yeah, you do. I do. And I love that. I'm <laughs> such a rule follower. <laughs> like if the sign says no trespassing, I'm like, oh, I'm not going in there. I don't care. I will abandon all of my friends to follow the rule. <laughs> I have left Dan places because it says like, don't cross over the fence. Yeah. And he crosses over the fence. And I'm like, I'm not going down for you. Like, yeah. absolutely not. I'm sorry. I have a reputation to uphold. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I have only ever been pulled over by the cops once. Mm-hmm. I was 20 years old. <laughs> it was Valentine's Day, but like, it, like very late at night. Okay. A bunch of friends had watched movies. We were very, very Christian. I was going to say, what were you doing? <laughs> like, literally, not a drop of alcohol in the house. Well, it's probably a PG movie, too. It was probably PG, mm-hmm. let's be honest. And, like, all church people. Yeah. And okay. I was driving home, and I got pulled over. And I was I was barely speeding. I was going, like, 65 and a 60. Mm-hmm. And I got pulled over, and I think it was literally just that they wanted to pull someone over. Yeah. And I... St- it was the very first time I'd ever been pulled over. I didn't know what to do. I started pulling over to the wrong side of the road. Oh, no. And so then I quickly adjusted and pulled back to the right side of the road. But in that moment, they were like, you're drunk. Like, obviously oh. drunk. You're like, no. And I was like, I'm, I was like I'm so, yeah, like super <laughs> you Christian. You don't understand, sir. No, seriously. And it was a female police officer. Oh. So I was like, she's going to prove a point. She's going to arrest me. Arrest And you. I was like, oh my That's God. That's probably when the rule following started. That's probably actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, really I will never do anything wrong ever I will again. never, ever. So she pulled me over. She asked me a bunch of questions. Mm. She kept shining her light in my face Aww. to see if I was like drunk. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you've been drinking tonight? And I was like, 
actually, no. I was like, I'm not 21. I don't drink. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was so, <laughs> such a rule follower. Anyway, she let me go with a warning. Okay. Uh, she got another call. So she went back into her car, flipped her lights on and left. And I was Ooh. like, oh my God. That's I nice. literally was like, thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And like, <laughs> I will never speed again. And I did the speed limit the whole way home. Yeah, I was of so course. freaking nervous. Since then, mm-hmm. that was 15 years ago. That's right. Wow. I'm 35, almost 36. I am on my way to Gelson's in Newport. Never hey, Gelson's? Why? Never, First of all. <laughs> never in my life have I been there. Just picking up a cake order. Oh, yes. Okay. And I am about to turn into the parking lot. I'm at the lights to turn into the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I notice that there is a cop in the lane, the turning lane next to me, but he's sitting behind me. Like he's not pulled up next to me. Okay. And I'm like, that's weird. I'm about to get pulled over. Yeah. You know. You know. (laughs) You know. (laughs) And I was like, what did I do? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, my phone is nowhere near me. Mm -hmm. The only thing I did is I skipped a song on my touch screen, like on in my car. I think that's illegal. And I was like, you're allowed to do (laughs) that. That's why it's there. So I was like, that's not it. And I was like, it must be a mistake. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So the light goes green. He immediately flips on his lights. I pull into the Gelson's parking lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) to pull to the side of the road. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is literally where I'm going. And he and his partner get out. They stand at the back of my car and tell me to roll down all my windows so they can check the whole car. And I immediately was like, oh, this is mistaken identity. I must match a description or my car matches Mm -hmm. a description. I immediately was like, they've got this wrong. Yeah. No big deal. I just need to be cool. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know what I'm like supposed to do. Like I just sat there like with my hands in my lap and was like, (laughs) rolled down. He goes, you need to turn the car off. And so like I turned the car off and then he's like, roll down all the windows. And I was like, I can't. You just asked me to turn the car off. I was like, can I turn it back on? And he's like, you can turn it on just to roll down the windows. I was like, okay. They flank me, like they're on each side of my car. They Uh look through my whole car, like through the windows. Okay. And then he goes, without reaching for it, this is is the best part, without reaching for it, can you please give me your photo ID, like your driver's license, your proof of insurance, and your registration? And I said, how? I have to reach for it. It's over there. Like I, it's in the <laughs> other seat. Reaching for it. I know. What are you supposed to do? Like move it with your mind? I know. I like, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but I did not get accepted into Hogwarts. Like yeah. I don't have the abilities you think I do. Like I'm just a muggle. <laughs> I am just a muggle who's got to use her hands. Like, I, have no, I have no options here. And his partner was like smiling a bit. And now thinking back on it, I'm like, oh, I bet he was a little bit green. Like, I think maybe he was, he was young. Okay. And so I was like, maybe he was a little bit green. And that's why, like the other guys sort of just observing him and like, because the other guy didn't say a word. Okay, maybe. And didn't like, he was just like smiling a bit at me the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, but this guy was like not joking around. And so I'm like, okay. So I hand him all the stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, can you tell me why you? Pulled me over. I actually have no idea like mm-hmm. why I'm here. Yeah. What's <laughs> like, happening? What is happening? And I'm expecting him to say, like, this car matches the description or whatever. And I'm like, run it, you'll mm-hmm. see. I'm just a mom. <laughs> like, I don't have <laughs> I'm anything. <getting> a cake. <laughs> I'm a marketing manager. I'm getting a cake. Oh, yeah. And he asked me all these questions. He's like, 
what are you doing over? Uh, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm, um, I'm getting, I'm picking up a cake from right there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pointing right in front of me. I'm like, Gelson's right there. And he's like, where'd you come from? So I was like, I told him like where my house is. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and then you came here. I said, yeah. He goes, where are you going after this? So I was like, um, Costco to pick up pizzas. And then I'm going or to pick up like party stuff. And then I'm going to go back home. And he goes, so you drove out all the way out here? I was like, well, they ordered the cake from here. This so. is the most pure story. And I was like, <laughs> I'm getting a cake. I was like, I'm t- I don't know what else to tell yeah. you. And I don't know why this feels wrong. Like, yeah. what did I do wrong? Yeah. And he goes, your tabs are expired. And I was like, no. No, no they're you not. You would not let under your watch. They I would not like, be expired. No. I literally went, no. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, they expired in November. And I was oh. like, excuse me? I said, no, this is a mistake. I said, I, I have literally never not renewed mm-hmm. my tabs. Mm-hmm. I have never let them lapse. Mm-hmm. Since I got a car at 18, yeah. I have never let my, <laughs> my tabs, like, uh, what did I say? Rela- relapse? No. That's not Expire? the word. Expire? No. Expire. Thank yeah, you. Expire. <laughs> relapse. I, know, I was like, wait, lapse. That's lapse. <laughs> very different. <laughs> That's very different. Like having a relapse. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and so he's like, he's like, let me just run this. I'll be right back. And he comes back and he's like, yeah, look at your registration. It, it's due November. Oh, wow. He's like, you're like six months out. And I was like, Oh my God. And I'm like on my phone. I pulled up the DMV mm-hmm. site, everything. Yeah. And I'm going, I looked at my emails. I saw that I had opened the email, but uh, apparently I just, I don't know what was happening, but it just went out of busy my mind. mind. That's and okay. It happens. I didn't renew it. So he came back. He goes, look, we're going to give you a warning, but get this fixed. I was like, I literally am doing it right now. Yeah. And I booked myself into the DMV to, get, to get my this, tabs yeah. because I couldn't do it. Um, I couldn't do it like online. Yeah. It's actually a funny process, but like I couldn't do it online, air quotes, because mm-hmm. um, they were so expired. They're yeah. like, it's too far. But then they're like, but. Use our virtual DMV office and mm-hmm. do it online. Mm-hmm. I was like, "How is this different?" Yeah, I just had to upload documents. Ridiculous. But then, like, they haven't. I did it all, and mm-hmm. then they just haven't. They replied back like initially. Yeah. Like, here's your case number, but I haven't done anything since. But I'm like, they can see that though, right? Like the yeah, cops can, they can see. see that. <laughs> like, I did it. I did it the same freaking day. Like, I did it. I'm following the yeah, rules. You- I'm so sorry. They're like, do you have a, like the DMV question thing was like, is there a valid reason why we should waive the fees? I was like, nope, (laughs) you can charge them all. I deserve to pay. I did something wrong. (laughs) I did something wrong. I didn't even mean to. Well, that makes me feel a lot better though. It was terrifying. That's what what people do. They forget things. They forget things. (laughs) I forget things. I would have felt so much better if they thought I'd like robbed somebody or like, (laughs) Maybe they thought I stole the car because I was Maybe. absolutely in yeah, like a ratty t-shirt and like. But I don't know. No, I don't know. You I don't, don't look like someone that would steal a car, I even feel, in a raggy t-shirt. I feel put together. I mean, I don't know. The fact that they had you roll down your windows—that's pretty dramatic. It was so dramatic, and I was like, I was like, this can't be for me. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, this is wrong. Like, yeah, the shock of it, and I was, yeah. I was like texting. And I was like, babe, like, I'm 
something is very wrong. Yeah, I'm going to jail. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I'm in so much trouble. I was like, tell, tell the kids I love them. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah, thanks, no one, yeah. Um, wow. So that's, that's my story that I've saved for you. Wow, I'm so I excited I got to tell you. I love that. <laughs> the last time I got pulled over, it was like two, maybe a year and a half ago. Oh, risky sound. Yeah. I don't actually get, I've never, I got one speeding fine in Australia from like a camera. Oh, yeah. You know, they get you. They get you. They only allow like two, two Ks or oh, something it's like nothing. that. It's crazy. It's like you, you breathe wrong and they get you. Yes. But I was at a light and I picked up my phone, which don't do, guys. Don't do no, that. I'm not supporting this. I don't think it's good, but I picked up my phone and I looked to my left. There's the cop staring right at me. And I was like, I can't hide this. Like, what do you do? Like, throw the phone to the side? Like, I was just like, cool. And then just kind of looked forward. And then, of course, as the light goes green, he gets behind me and I have to turn into a Del Taco. No, not a Del Taco. <laughs> a Del Taco is the first thing to turn into. I was like, you're like, not uh, here. <laughs> anywhere Please. but Del Taco. I was in Del Taco with the lights on behind me and mm. he was so nice. Oh. Really, really nice. Yeah. Oh, that's I was like, surprising. This is very surprising. Just give me a warning. He's like, I hope you have a good day. He's like, just don't text and drive. I was like, wow. Like, I actually will never text and drive. Yeah, no. After that, I was like, that means more to me than a ticket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Really nice. So sometimes I didn't like, get a ticket, but. Sometimes that, like, it sounds so Spiro, but sometimes that, like, touch of grace has more impact mm-hmm. than the reprimand because you're like, I'm. I already know I did it wrong. Yeah. I already know I shouldn't have. Right. I already feel reprimanded and I'm beating myself up about yeah. it. I don't need you then to be like, and you're wrong. Because now I want to be like, well, yeah, but mm-hmm. everyone does it. Like yeah, it makes you like defensive. <laughs> yeah. But like that touch of grace, that's like, like oh, oh, you did the okay. wrong thing. And like, it's not safe. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're right. Yes, I'll never do it again. I won't do it. <laughs> Throw my phone out the window. Yeah. I, like, I broke my phone that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Cracked it in half yeah. and never looked back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst feeling though. Oh, it's... You're just getting a cake from Gelson's. <laughs> I was just getting a damn cake. Oh, cake. It was a good cake too. But yeah. seriously, I, I was like, first of all, I'm never going to Gelson's again. Yeah. Second of all, I... I always set reminders too, but I don't know. I just that's gonna crazy. set triple reminders. Yeah. Well, it makes it does make me feel better because I've missed a couple things. So you're human, <laughs> <laughs> so that makes me feel a lot better. Yes, <laughs> I'm a human. Yeah, I make mistakes. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, are you reading anything differently than the last time we talked? No, I've been not reading anything. I've just been watching F1 on my spare yes. time. <laughs> and I, that's it. I back that a thousand percent. I'm almost through it. Oh my gosh. I know. Are you on like the final season? I think so. <gasps> I know. It's the final countdown. I know. I'm like so connected with everyone. I get it. I get the You get the feeling. I like it. Did you watch? Okay, so this is the big one. And anyone who has not watched Drive to Survive. I don't know what you're doing with your time, but like at this point, you deserve spoilers because, like, yeah, <laughs> come on. But if you really don't want the spoilers, don't listen. Um, have you gotten to the last episode of the season before the before the final season? Well, that is very dramatic, and something happens with Grosjean. I don't actually think maybe I'm not on the last season okay, because I don't think that's happened. 
Okay. So you'll know. That. Yeah. I would, you'll nothing, know. I mean, it's drama all the time, but nothing yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. Looks super dramatic. This was so maybe like, I do have another season. I saw that episode. Would like watch it again. I want to bleep that out. Yeah, <laughs> beep, beep. Would watch it just to, just to spite him for no reason. Just yeah. to be like, sorry, I refuse to say your name, and I just bleep it out every time. I yeah. love him very much. We've been married for a very long yes. time. It just it's makes me funny. laugh to think about. Um, he would watch it without me because I was like, oh, I'm not really mm-hmm. like, eh, just do your thing. I don't think I'm into racing or yeah. whatever. So he'd be like watching episodes and I'd like walk past and see random things. I'd be like, oh, this looks really good. Then I saw the thing that happens mm-hmm. and I was like glued to the TV. I was Whoa. like, what? <laughs> and then I started watching after that. But the thing is, it's so many episodes in. Yeah. I like forgot about it. I didn't know who it had been because oh, wow. I didn't know any characters. Like I didn't know any of the racers. Mm-hmm. So I knew something happened. I remember like, oh yeah, that crazy thing happened. But I didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when in the season it happens or when in the series it happens. So I, like, in essence, experienced it again for the first wow. time. And it was like, what a moment. So epic the second time because I knew them all. And I yeah. was like, oh my God. Connected with them. It's pretty crazy. Well, I can't wait because, yeah, that definitely hasn't happened yet. Yes. I'll let you know. Hopefully by next podcast, I'll yes. watch this. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. And then I think you need to watch. We'll watch some live races Mm because it starts back up this weekend. Hallelujah. Oh, perfect. Finally. Um, And then you have to watch, we need to rewatch the last race that happened before this break. Okay. Because it was literally the biggest show I've ever seen in a race. Like half the grid crashed. Oh, wow. Before, like half the grid didn't finish. Whoa. It was... I want to watch it. Insanity. Yeah. And it finished, like, they think they finished the race on a safety car. Like, it uh, was <laughs> the craziest race I have ever seen. Wow. Um, it was epic. Okay. So, we'll watch it. Mm. Yes. It's a good one. It's a real good one. <laughs> I'm so glad you're watching that. It makes me really happy. I know. Happy. You got me into it. It took me a while, but I'm in it now. Once you get there, it's like, you're in it for life. You'll yeah. You'll love it for ages. I mean, I say that because, you know, I'm like... A year and a half into yeah. loving it. <laughs> You'll love it for life. Trust life. me. It's been 18 months and I'll never look back. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching it for life. For life. Uh, so mm. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Tell me what we're talking about. We're going to talk about inerrancy in the Bible. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I love the blank stare that you just gave me. You're like, I don't, don't know it, don't care about it. I don't it, think I know what that means. into it. <laughs> but enlighten oh, me. I'm pleased this with is it. great. That's okay. crazy. So if you are an evangelical Christian brought up in evangelicalism or whatever, and probably other versions of Christianity too, but I can only speak to this one. Mm-hmm. You are taught that there are no errors in the Bible, mm. zero errors. Um, it is inerrant. It was written by God through people, but it is flawless, mm-hmm. right? Which in and of itself, you're kind of like, oh, okay, sure, it's holy scripture. Like, okay, that works. But... Then you start to bump up against some issues, mm-hmm. like when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, the book of Isaiah had three different versions. 
Mm. But they weren't different. The the story was the same. The fragments that they had, you know, still told the same story, but they didn't use the exact same words. So then you're like, wait, mm. but if it has no errors, how could it have? How could it not be exactly the same the whole way through? That's confusing. Yeah, that is. The the issue deepens. <laughs> the issue <laughs> deepens a lot. So I'll, I'll talk about some of the ways, like why why I, um, it's really hard to make a case for it being inerrant, uh, you know, being free from errors, and then we'll, and then we'll talk about why it does or doesn't matter in the first place. Mm. Because it's not just about sitting here and trying to prove that there's like mistakes in the Bible. I think anybody that's ever read the Bible has gone, well, that's contradictory or that's yeah. weird or oh, like yeah. that doesn't make sense. Um, but it it's so much deeper than that once you start to learn about the translations and the different things. We'll talk through a few of those. But why does it need to be inerrant? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And where we can like maybe go wrong with it. Mm-hmm. So some really, really good episodes on this on the Bible for Normal People, which I'm just probably going to, I don't know, sponsor me, please. Like, I don't know how you'll sponsor me with just like Bibles. I don't know. <laughs> but seriously, I'm just going to yeah. link them every single show at this point because they're so good. Um, I'll link specific episodes because there's a few that are really, really good. Um but we'll talk through, I'm getting myself too excited because it's really great. We'll talk through a few of these. And then there's also a really incredible teaching on this. Um, she didn't do the research herself. I can't remember the name of the person who did, but I will put it in the show notes. Uh, I think her name is Elizabeth something. But um, uh, another historian that I love, historian, theologian, I don't know exactly what kind of title you would give her, but... Um, her name is Diana Butler Bass. I feel like I just said that wrong. It's a really cool name. It's a great name. <laughs> but also, really I'm like, name. is it Bass Butler or is it Butler Bass? Either no, I think way. it's Butler Bass. She um, she does a really, really cool teaching on one of these stories. So I'll reference all of those so that you can kind of follow along. Mm. None of these are my ideas, of course. I <laughs> am not the expert. I just like to quote the experts. So here's where... Here's where some things get a little bit hairy. So we'll start with, um, well, which one do I want to start with? Let's start with the juiciest one. Mm, and juicy. I'll link this one as well, because this one, there's some really great research on it, but I, it's hard to find like a specific, I, I struggled to find like a specific um, paper on it or a specific like research project on it, but there are a lot of, um, theologians and historians that can like speak to it better than I can, but I like this juicy one. Mm. So early 1940s, the RSV translation decided mm-hmm. to make a change in one of its words. It decided that instead of translating a word that typically has meant like perverted, um, you know, sexually perverted, they decided to translate that word to homosexual in the Bible. It had mm. never been there before in the thousands of years that the Bible has existed. That word had never been there. And they decided that that was the correct translation of that word. 
within a short amount of time, people contested that mm-hmm. and brought to their attention that they'd mistranslated the word, that it, can, it couldn't be translated that way. That's not what it's ever meant. And the Bible can't have, it can't have meaning that it's never meant, meant to have, yeah. right? Can't just make up so, a new meaning. Can't make up a new meaning. That's yeah. not how it works. Can't be divine. Can't be holy if you're just making up new meanings. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of work went in actually from some uh, gay clergymen who mm-hmm. did a lot of work to prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. The RSV realized their mistake, recanted it, and changed it back. But it took them 25 years. And at that point, every other English translation had adopted homosexual as the word Mm. in the Bible. That word, and I'm not even going to attempt to know the original name and all of that stuff, (laughs) but that word had always meant a man who abused young boys or more loosely, young children sexually. Mm. And that happened a lot in that time that this that mm-hmm. where that word was used in the Bible, like when that time period was, mm-hmm. it happened a lot then because poor families had a lot of kids to feed, didn't know what to do, and rich rulers would allow families to send their young boys to live mm-hmm. there with them, and they would raise them up as part of the mm-hmm. you know palace staff or whatever. But the trade-off was they could do whatever they wanted with those little boys. Wow. Um, And according to the Bible, that was not okay. Mm -hmm. And that would have been really radical because it was a common practice. And I don't think people were stoked about it. I don't think, you know, families would be like, it's fine. We're not going to think about it. But they were stuck. They needed an option. They need to save their family. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sorry, it's going to be a little bit rough for you, but you'll have everything you need. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll be well taken care of, you know, and you kind of like hope for the best. But I truly believe that God cares about children. And I don't think that he was very happy with that practice. Um, Or at the very least, the person writing it had a bit of a social justice moment and went, hang on a second, we shouldn't be sacrificing children (laughs) to abuse. Um, We should maybe correct the poverty Mm -hmm. issue. Maybe that's the answer, right? So, Wait, so you're saying homosexual, the word, that's what it meant back then? No. The word in the Greek Greek was never... um, I say Greek because we don't have like an original Hebrew. I don't remember if this word is in Old Testament or New Testament. Either way... Mm -hmm. It was probably in Greek when they translated it. Um, like when people are like, well, in the original Hebrew, like there is no original Hebrew. Right. Our oldest versions of the Bible are Greek translations. So mm-hmm. um, uh, that word that meant this perverted person okay. and what they were doing to children, the RSV decided to tr- translate it differently and say that instead of it being, yeah. let's say, pervert, they went, it's going to be homosexual okay. now. And thus started this anti-gay movement Mm -hmm. in the U.S. where homosexuals are condemned by God. Mm. But that Bible actually doesn't talk about homosexuals. No. Um, And there's a really great, another really, this is a side note, another really great Bible for Normal People podcast that talks about um, the whole like Sodom and Gomorrah and them talking about wanting to know the men 
that came into the town. And I was always taught that meant that they wanted to have sex with the men. Mm. The men wanted to have sex with the men. And like, oh, mm. see, they were so uh, so evil and sinful because they were homosexuals. Right. That was the real problem. Um, but that's never what that story meant either. Mm. We We love to color things through our understanding in mm-hmm. our current times. But yeah. in that time, that wasn't what was happening. There was actually a... I'm butchering this because I don't remember the podcast very well. I should have re-listened to some of these before I <laughs> talked about this. But um, at that time was a obsession with like knowledge and getting to mm. know like people's minds and how they work. And it had it just didn't have anything to do with wanting to have sex. But we going, oh, they wanted to know them. Yeah. Like, oh, it must mean this. We interpreted it of course. our own way. So we have an issue here with a word that got placed in the Bible that was never meant to be there and then changed back. But at that point, everyone had already changed their translations. And then, fun story, in the 70s, the NIV mm. paid to have it changed in uh, Germany for the German NIV translation mm-hmm. uh, because they still had an old the old translation— and they paid to have it changed so that it said homosexual. Wow. And what's funny about that is homosexual is a German word. So it should have been in theirs in the first yeah. place if it was meant to be there at all. So this, yeah, it doesn't interessante. Seem right. <laughs> doesn't quite fit. So we have some issues with the Bible not having errors, right? Yeah. Look at that error right there. Then we come to one of my favorites. Hmm. It's one of my absolute favorites. Um, this one is from, uh, Trip Fuller, the homebrewed Christianity podcast. Another one that I love, love, love. Mm -hmm. He's a very, very smart man. If you can deal with a little bit of ADD the whole time, (laughs) (laughs) he's extremely smart. Um, he talks about the word almighty Mm -hmm. and how that ended up in our Bibles. So a long time ago. There was the Roman Catholic Church. I had to think about which church it was for a second. <laughs> which one? The Roman Catholic Church. And they had decided that they needed to have one translation, like a state's translation. Mm-hmm. This is the Roman Catholic translation of the Bible. Okay. This is the authority of the Bible. Um, instead of having a bunch of translations you know, floating around. So this is going to be the official Roman Catholic translation of the Bible. And they hired a guy to do this. And his job was to like look through the Greek words, translate them into Latin. So now here's a funny thing about the Bible. Hmm. You've got Hebrew into Greek and then Greek, and sometimes back into Hebrew, yeah. <laughs> depending, um, and then translate it into whatever language you have going on. Mm-hmm. So... It can get real messy at that point. So messy and human error. So much error, right? (laughs) So much error. And thus the point of this conversation. So there is a word for God, um, and it is a word that was, it was in Hebrew originally. It was in the Greek, and then this guy is translating it into the Latin for the Roman Catholic Church. And that word had always been translated as a proper name for God um, into well-breasted one, 
and mountain refuge Hmm. made a ton of sense for Israelites to need a source of sustenance, well-breasted one, and a source of refuge, Mm -hmm. a mountain refuge, a safe place. That perfect name for God makes so much sense. When this guy is translating into the Latin, that word had, you know, 10 different options that he could have picked that would have fit in the Latin. He picked Almighty because at that time they were establishing themselves as the source of God's truth Mm -hmm. in the Roman Catholic Church. So it made sense that his name would be Almighty, Hmm. which then has turned into how we see God, Almighty, Mm -hmm. which can be really confusing when bad things happen that are complete freak of nature Mm -hmm. things, and we go, but God is in control. Mm -hmm. He's Almighty. He's all-powerful. Hang on a second. Why is this happening? Yeah. But what if that was never his name? What if he never claimed to be almighty? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) What if he only ever claimed that he would provide for you Mm -hmm. and he would protect you when he could? I mean, do you think the Israelites felt like they were always provided for and protected? No. Nope. No. (laughs) They still called him that because it's like a source of hope, right? Right. That's the hope is that you'll have what you need. Mm -hmm. That's another conversation for another day. We'll Mm -hmm. get into omnipotence and whether or not that's a valid that's a good one a valid thing but so that that poses a problem we have another mistranslated word yeah and now we get into a meaty one this one's fun mm. this one's real fun so this is the one from Diane Butler Bass she talks about it on um one of her podcasts she does a lot of podcasts with Trip Fuller not homebrewed christianity And they do a lot of classes, which I really appreciate. I've taken some of their classes, and they are very informative, insightful, full of incredible theologians, and it's just well worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, She is friends with um, another scholar who was doing her, I want to say it was like her dissertation, or it was, you know, some study, some research project that she was doing on some passages in the New Testament. And she stumbled upon the fact that when when the Bible was referencing Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, Martha was written in or Mm. written over. Other entrance, uh, other entries uh-uh. in those in those okay. passages. Okay. It's very clear, like crossed out, written over kind of thing. Oh, I wow. mean, not not exactly like that, yeah. but literally like written on top. Oh wow! And what's cool about modern technology is you can you know pinch and zoom mm-hmm. <laughs> on things, and she was able to see that um, that this was altered text. And has done all this incredible research to the point now where it has been brought to the authorities that decide what is canonized in your Bible. And they are trying to decide whether they literally change it and take Martha back out because she wasn't in there. 
<laughs> or at least in that part yeah. of the scripture. I'm not saying there wasn't a Martha, but yeah, it was yeah. Mary and Lazarus. Was it Mary, Martha, and Lazarus? Wow. Um, when Lazarus died, that mm-hmm. whole that whole passage. Um, either take her back out where she wasn't supposed to be, or put a footnote that says this is like altered text and this has been added in at a later date. Like, so that you know, you know those footnotes yeah, that are like yeah, not yeah. found in this, but found in this. I mm-hmm. never thought anything about that. I was no. like, oh, it's just the richness of like the different things. But some versions of the Bible yeah. don't have these passages and some have added Which passages and some, right? So the reason they think it happened is because they believe that this was Mary Magdalene mm-hmm. and she was frowned upon, even though there's, I have not delved into this and I'm very excited to. I always heard it's because she was a prostitute, which is an old way of saying it, but it's how the, it was always said. She was a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, not great for building up these passages in front of the church. So let's buffer her right. with a secondary person who has the right qualities and detract from the fact that Jesus was saying, like, she is this tower, um, which is what her name means, tower, Magdalene. Um, And he put a lot of stock in her. She was the one that saw him after he was raised from the dead. She's Mm -hmm. the one that helped prepare his body. Uh, You know, she anointed his feet, all this stuff that happened. Um, She was integral to this, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't the right character for this. Mm. She wasn't the right type of woman for Christian men, (laughs) godly men. (laughs) (laughs) So let's water her down and take some of it away. That's the hypothesis of why why it was altered the way it was altered. Um, But they're not really sure. It was done a long, long time ago, very long time ago. And they they think it would have happened within like, I think they said like within 100 years of when the text was written. Okay. So it was ve- it was very quickly after it was done. Yeah. They went, hang on a second, we gotta get this out of here. But in hearing this story, um, there was a remark that one of them made uh, uh, that Diane made that um, that calling her a prostitute or a sex worker was actually not. That's not correct. That might have also been another oh, attack. Wow. Okay, um, that's not what that passage meant when it was talking about her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't delved into that, so I can't, I can't go into that one. So there's three quick examples, not so quick. Mm-hmm. I'm talking a lot, but no, I love it. there's three examples of how there's errors in the Bible, real mm-hmm. life errors. And you can do all sorts of fun gymnastics to try to explain those away and say that the word is still inerrant, mm-hmm. that the Bible is still inerrant. Um, but... Why? Why does it need to be inerrant? Mm. Like stop and ask yourself that question because the Bible has never been God and God mm-hmm. has never been the Bible. No. It's not holy in that way. Mm-mm. It's stories from people talking about their experience with God. Yeah. And let's be honest, some of that stuff's messed up. Yeah. Like so messed up. A lot of that stuff's real messed up. <laughs> Really? Some of it doesn't even seem like the same God. 
How many times have we said, oh, Old Testament God's scary. I'm so glad we have New Testament God. Yeah. I'm sorry, did God have a personality change at some point? No. (laughs) What happened here? Yeah. It's not a perfect representation Mm. of anything, but it is an important document of stories and experiences that have happened. But why does it have to be sinless like God? Why does it have to be perfect like God? Flawless. Flawless. Why? Why can't it have errors? I mean, that's a very good question. Right? Because if we do think it's God or it's holy, then of course we think it doesn't have errors. But why? But why does it have to be holy? But if you think about it, like even just your your stories, it's like it's been passed down for so many years. Mm. Who knows how many people have touched it by the time you're reading the Bible that you have in your hand? How do you know? And it, it's, you don't know. No, it was oral tradition mm-hmm. that eventually got written down. I'm retelling some stories tonight, and I'm retelling them in my own words through my own experience. Right. It's not exactly how those podcasts told them, which mm-hmm. is through their own words and their own experience. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's never going to be perfectly no. preserved. And why should it? Because isn't the power of the story the fact that it can fit into your life? Mm-hmm. Isn't like the power of like reading some of those things and seeing people in situations that were maybe a bit dire, mm-hmm. a bit scary, you know, whatever. They were at the end of their rope or at the end of the road and then they found hope. Mm-hmm. And you being able to see that in your own story, like isn't yeah. that what would make it powerful rather than going, this is the exact way yeah. this was meant to be told. Yeah. Whether or not it is relevant. And isn't that why we say that the Bible is like a living, it's the living word. It's a living, breathing thing in that it can mean so many things to so many Mm -hmm. people. That's not, it's a bit of mysticism with the way that we talk about it, really. It has somehow taken on a life of its own, (laughs) become a perfect artifact that is also a perfect representation of God. And the, it's and actually then, crazy when you think about it. It's crazy. And then it can show up to you however you mm-hmm. need it to in that mm-hmm. moment. Rather than us going, I don't know, I've had a rough week. Mm-hmm. Let me read some stories about people who had a rough time too, mm-hmm. and God showed up for them. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's nice. That's really nice. I could use that. Connect with that way more than like, this is the truth. Like demystify some of it. Yeah. Demystify prayer. Yeah. Demystify sin. Demystify the Bible. <laughs> like, why does it have to be? I don't know. I feel like we wrap so much of this stuff up in like the weirdest spirituality and then like condemn all other versions of spirituality. And I'm like, you know, these are mostly just borrowed from other cultures, yeah. Yeah. right? <laughs> it's true. It's like, like this way or nothing. It's like all a little bit of witchcraft, you yeah. know? And it's like, but don't say that word witchcraft. But don't say it. Oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> so that's my story on inerrancy and why I don't think the Bible is inerrant. Mm. And I don't want it to be inerrant yeah. because now it's not relevant to my life yeah. anymore. I like that it's kind of inerrant. It's it's like errant. Inerrant? It's errant. If, if it's inerrant, it doesn't have errors. Okay. You like that it Wait, has can errors. can you spell it for me? <laughs> I-N-E-R-R-A-N-T. If okay. that's wrong, please don't correct me. <laughs> <laughs> it's errant. Yes. Yes. That's I errors. like that. Yeah. It's flawed. we are all flawed. <laughs> I know I'm flawed. Yeah. It's nice to like con- connect and 
could be like, this person is also flawed. Mm-hmm. Instead of like looking at this like mystified thing that's like, well, no mm-hmm. one's flawed. Like, no, this is perfect. This is and perfect. if it doesn't perfectly fit into your life yeah. in this moment, you're the problem. Yes. You have the issues. Uh-huh. You got to study about. harder. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of going, I don't know, it's a bit of a messed up story yeah. about like, Destroying an entire town, including yeah. the women and children. <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, I just know. Growing up, like, I had a lot of family members that wouldn't talk about the Bible as if it's like this. You know, obviously not flawed, very perfect thing. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't fit into that, like, you are flawed, or you are yeah. not like you don't fit in. You yeah. know, you must believe this. You yeah. must. And don't question it. Yeah, don't question it. Do not question it because if you're questioning it, you're doubting. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't want to get your doubt on me. So like, don't doubt near me. (laughs) Don't get that on me. Don't touch me with that doubt. (laughs) I might get it on me. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe the doubt's a good thing. It's like, maybe we question a couple more things. Maybe we question all of it. Yeah. And then we find out what we believe Mm -hmm. for ourselves Mm -hmm. instead of blindly following something that actually doesn't make sense sometimes. Yeah. You know? Or it doesn't make sense for you. Yeah. Like I remember growing up reading the Bible, even up until like college, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. But like you can I don't know, you grew up in a Christian home, you were surrounded by Christians. Like everyone's like, this is I feel it. I breathe yes. it. This makes so much sense. And I'm like saying they're like this doesn't make sense to me. This scripture just <laughs> it doesn't fit me, me between yeah. the eyes yeah, today like, as I read for three hours. But then like, I feel crazy. And yes. I feel like you're wrong because it's not yeah. fitting for you or it's not fitting the way it's yeah. fitting for other people. You just need God to touch you yeah. so that you stop doing that. Yes. Or I didn't, you know, try hard enough or believe, yeah. pray hard enough or believe enough. Have you prayed about it, Sav? Like, have I you guess been, not. Have you been reading your Bible? <laughs> That's my favorite one. You're like, hey, I'm actually like really, truly depressed, like yeah. clinically depressed. Yeah. Have you been reading your Bible? Like, <laughs> well, that's a way to get more depressed. Yeah. Please that's let us help. talk about genocide yeah. and like child sacrifice. I'm in. Yeah, I'm gonna feel so good. I after feel that. so much better. Yeah, that's why I read first thing every morning. Yeah. <laughs> I feel great. I feel great. <laughs> I just yeah. I it's that's so true. It's like you you almost get like gaslit into mm-hmm. having to believe everything about it and argue for it. Why yeah. do I have to argue for the Bible? Yeah, I don't have to argue for the Bible. No. It is literally already done. It's been written. I don't have to argue for it. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's like me sitting here picking a book up off my bookshelf and mm-hmm. being like, "Let me tell you why." Like the words in here are real words. Yeah, you know, you're like, "Yeah, I know they're real." Yeah. words. like why do I have to argue for it? Like. No. Let's just let it be what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, but also, let's freaking get the translations right for goodness sakes. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's well, not yeah. ostracize people. It gets weaponized, like mm-hmm. fully weaponized against people, and all of a sudden, it's a power play. Mm-hmm. And it's a how can we show you that you're you're not welcome here? Yeah, that's <laughs> let's train. Let's change some words so you know you're not welcome yeah. here. Perfect. Thanks. But God's supposed to be love and like yeah. welcoming to everyone, but yeah. you're not welcome here. All are welcome here. Same, right? As mm-hmm. long as you behave, mm-hmm. you can come well, here you do too. exactly what this says. Yes. No mess. No. <laughs> no mess. Well, uh oh. Uh oh. I'm out. <laughs> I'm a mess. I got some mess. Yeah, well, that's a mess. Oh, it's crazy. 
It's fun though. It's fun to dig in. It's very interesting. I didn't know all those things. Oh, I have lots of those. I love those. That's interesting to hear about. I this is one of my favorite things to do is just listen to Mm. theologians talk about the meaning behind stuff Mm -hmm. and like where things I I like I like it more listening to theologians and historians Mm. because you Mm -hmm. get a really great mix. Theologians are really concerned about the spiritual aspect and the spiritual effect on you. Mm -hmm. Historians want to make sure that it's factually accurate. Yeah. So it, they're not so they're not theologians, they're not pastors, they're not trying to shepherd a congregation. They're trying to make sure that the history is preserved correctly, mm-hmm. appropriately and not overtly colored by the politics of the day yeah. or which happens so much. So yeah. so much text gets changed and so long ago, you got to unearth what was happening politically at the time to figure out why that got changed or what what they were talking mm-hmm. about. So many things we, like we read ancient texts with a modern mindset mm-hmm. and we think we understand what they were thinking. But I can't even understand what someone in the South is thinking because yeah. it's different from where I live. Yeah. I don't experience it. So it's it's so difficult because we put them in context of what we're going through or what we have going on in our lives, which can be great for the relevant side of it, mm-hmm. but it's dangerous when we start telling people, if you don't do this, you go to hell. Yeah. If you, you know, blah, 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 you're yeah. awful. Like these hard, because, like strict yeah. truths. Well, because the Bible says it. Yeah. It's like, mm, And it's like, does it though? How do we know? <laughs> do we know? <laughs> There's um, a really great book by Pete Enns who is from the Bible for Normal People, because I have a problem. <laughs> I have a problem. We can all admit it. I do get my information from more than one source, just to clarify. <laughs> but um, it's called The Bible Tells Me So, mm-hmm. and it just breaks down a bunch of those misconceptions. Mm-hmm. And then I have right now, which I started it and then I stopped, and I really, I only stopped because I was like, I want to like marinate in this book. Yeah. <laughs> I want to like take my time. Yeah. I don't want to be reading it while my kids are like fighting in the background. Yeah. Um, it's called Curveball Ooh. and it's about faith, a faith journey. And I was like, oh, this is so timely and relevant. It just came out. And I, oh, that's cool. I'm very excited to dig into that and then we can let's talk about talk it. more about that. <laughs> like when when life throws you a curveball. Uh and we've all been hit by those curveballs, haven't we? we? <laughs> Completely knocked out by those oh, yes. <laughs> Hit in the face. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Big giant bruise. It's fine. We're fine. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna pray about it. We're just gonna pray about it. We're gonna read the Bible <laughs> yeah. and it's gonna be it's great. Uh, oh, well. well, there you go. That's that's my story. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing the uh the fact-based nitty-gritty side of it. Like, yeah. not fact-based, but what am I trying to say? Like, detail. Yeah. You know, this was like a little bit more, less like feelings and like, ooh, wouldn't it be great if we all just had hope and curiosity? <laughs> and like, way more like, in 1943, this happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh God. I like this stuff though. It's good. It's good. You need good a little balance. bit of the meat, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well... That's the end. And Do you have this, a sign off yet? 
I feel like I could say, this is why this ain't your mama's theology. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why this ain't your mama's theology. (laughs) Yes, that's it. (laughs) Done. I know, it's good. (laughs) I love it. Okay, done. (laughs) 